Hello, this is Jensen Franklin, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. Our goal is to provide you with biblically-based teachings that will challenge, inspire, and equip you to live for Jesus. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to go ahead and subscribe today to this podcast so you can get the latest updates from us and you don't ever have to miss a new message. Let's go right into the service, recorded at Free Chapel. I believe it's gonna bless you today. I'm gonna give you five things that God said he would do to the person who honors God in their resources with tithe and offering. The fact that you have a harvest is proof that harvest exists. The fact that you have a house that you slept in last night or an apartment, that was your harvest. And it's proof that more harvest exists. The fact that you have a job Anything that blesses you is a harvest. Your husband is a harvest. Let me try it again. Your husband is a harvest. Your wife is a harvest. Sounds like the women need a little bit more convincing than the the men. The fact that, that there is someone, there is someone who, if you found someone who thinks putting up with your weakness is worth it, that's a harvest. And that's what marriage is. Your health is a harvest. There are people in the hospital today, but here we are. And I'm saying to you, our health is a harvest and it's proof that God is good. Can you say amen? You've got a job. Your job is a harvest. Your job says someone has perceived your distinctive gift and decided to write you a check every week for it. And don't you take that harvest for granted. Don't you take that check for granted, that job for granted. It is God's harvest in your life. Love is a harvest. I wrote this one down. Good looks are a harvest. You could very easily be ugly. Come on, say amen. You have no idea how close to ugly you are. All God would have to do is raise the tip of your nose back a half an inch and you would look like Porky the pig. But God was good to you. Turn to your neighbor and say, you barely made it, but but I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you good looks are a harvest. Isn't it wonderful that somebody finds you attractive? Because there's people who don't think you are. (laughs) I'm just telling you. And they were shocked when you got married. They never dreamed you would ever find anybody. A true story that happened to me last week. I was was, uh, going out to, to the conference and Sharice had already gone out. And I was excited to see her. I hadn't seen her in several days. And I was just excited to be with the rest of my family who's out there. So I was going to speak at the conference in Los Angeles and then preach out there all day. And I was running late and had a flight on Delta. And one of the guys drove me. And man, we, we broke the law. I'm just telling you, we broke the law. <laughs> we had to go through Atlanta. And man, I rushed through the airport. It was just crazy. And I barely made it. Probably the last or next to the last person getting on the plane. And 
when I got in, it was dark. It was about 8.30 at night. I was, I was going to fly out uh, there. And so I go in. Everybody's already seated. Everybody's in their seats. And I go in and rush in. And, and it's kind of dark, but light enough to see. And I noticed that there was this, this woman. And, and I mean, I'm a preacher, but I'm not blind. She was beautiful. She was a beautiful lady that was right there next to me. I've told my wife the story, so relax. And... and <laughs> And, and she, she was a beautiful girl, looked like she's in her 30s or so, and, you know, and, and sit down and said hi. And I have my briefcase, got my Bible in it, my notes. It's a matter of time before I get into that. But I was tired. I was just tired. And I just thought, I'm just going to close my eyes. And they were going through everything. And we were about just sitting on the deal. And then we finally got up. And I, I just about nodded off. I was, had my eyes kind of, you know, just relaxing. All of a sudden... I start feeling uh, 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 something going up and down. You need to get this shot right. <laughs> going up and down my leg, just like this, real slow, real slow, like, like, like somebody would be doing with a high heel shoe with the tip of that pointy tip just going up and down my leg. And I, I, I woke up and I looked over at that girl and she looked over at me. And I thought, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. What is going on? And so, so uh, honest God, I'm not just saying it, but I turned my body toward the aisle because I'm a preacher. And I turned my body toward the aisle. And while I'm sitting there and I closed my eyes back and I thought, well, she had a weak moment. I, I do look good today. And, and you know. And, and the next thing I know, so help me, I feel it slowly going up and down my leg again. And I'm telling you, this time I, 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 I turn and I look at her and she looks at me and then she points down. And when I point down, when, when she points down, there's a dog under my seat. And she cackles out laughing, cackles. You thought it was me, didn't you? And she burst out laughing so loud that they thought it was an emergency. And the stewardess came running and said, what's the matter? What's the matter? And she told the stewardess her joke of, uh, of how ridiculous that this old man actually thinks that I was eternal. And, and she starts cackling, laughing, going up to the front, calls all the other stewardesses. And they are back there back looking at me. And I'm like... Why is it so unreasonable that she would want, I look good. But I'm thankful my wife thinks I look good, even if nobody else does. But I, I, I don't know why I told you that. It, it was funny, though. Somebody thinks you look good, and that could be your harvest. Say amen. But I'm talking about today the results of being generous. All around you, God wants to bring rewards, immediate rewards to people who are generous. And I want to talk to you about that because I think that once you understand what I'm saying, it's going to open your eyes. You see, the tithe is talked about in Leviticus 27. In verse 30, it says the tithe of the land, which the word tithe means ten, whether the seed of the land of the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. Notice these words. It is holy to the Lord. If a man wants to redeem all of his tithes, he shall add one-fifth to it. 
What God is saying here is this is mine. It's when he says it's holy, uh, he doesn't mean just like holiness. He means it's sanctified. It's set apart. The tithe or the tenth is set apart. It's mine. And he said, if anybody takes that tithe, this is old covenant. So just let me teach it, but it's got a great point to it. If you take the tithe and you don't give it to me and you use it, he said, if you want to get right, then you have to bring one fifth interest. God's saying it's so much mine. The, the point is this. It's so much mine that I want you to understand that if you don't give it to me, I have a right to charge you interest. And he says the interest will be one fifth or about 20%. That's old covenant. God doesn't make us live under that. But he's emphasizing the point. He's emphasizing the point that it's mine. So much so that I have a right to charge you interest if you don't honor me with it. He goes on to say in verse 32, and concerning the tithe of the herd of the flock or whatever passes under the rod, the tenth one shall be holy to the Lord. God was so specific about this that he says, I want you to take, every one of you take 10 animals, take every 10 animals, Go count them off and take one out of the 10 and say, it's holy unto the Lord. Take, let the 10 oxen go through, get, take one out. 10 goats go through, take one out. 10 sheep go through, take one out of the 10. As they pass under, grab it and the rest you keep, but that is holy unto the Lord. 10 chickens, one, here's the grain, take it out. This is how serious God was about it. The reason that he says, I want this percentage, this 10%, is because 10 is symbolic, listen very carefully, of the whole. Our numerical system teaches in terms of 10. If you can count to 10, you can count to 100. If you can count to 10, you can count to a million. Because all you do after 10 is repeat again. So the way you get to 100 is you count to 10 and then you start over again with one at 21, 22. And then you get to 30, 31. You're counting to 10 again. And so everything comes out of the 10. The genius of God, when he said, I want the 10, is he's saying the 90% is in the 10%. And if you honor me with the 10%, I'll see it as everything that you have, you're giving it to me. You're saying that it belongs to you, Lord, and I'm honoring you with the tithe. I'm saying today that we need to understand that it is not the amount, it is the fact that our heart wants to honor God. I heard the true story about a man who went to New York and he said he bought his wife an extremely expensive dress as a gift because he loved her and he wanted to bring this gift home to her uh, when he got home from this trip. So he picked it out and he bought it and he paid a lot of money for it. And just as they were wrapping it up as a gift, he said, wait just one minute. He grabbed a piece of paper and he wrote these words on it. You are always on my mind. Pretty good. You are always on my mind and put it inside. Wrapped it up, she got it, she opened it up, 
and she looked at the dress, and as most women do, if the man picks the dress, she was not very impressed. She took that expensive dress out, he said, hung it in the closet, and to this day, she has never worn it. But she took that card that said, you are always on my mind, stuck it in the mirror, and it's been there for several years. It was not the act of the gift and how expensive it was. It was the fact that he cared enough to say to her, you are always on my mind. That's what we're doing with the time. God does not need your gift. He can hang it in his closet and never touch it. It's the fact that you honored him enough to say you are always on my mind when you bring the tithe and you bring the offering. What blesses God is a spirit of obedience. The woman with the alabaster box broke it open one year's wages and poured it on the feet of Jesus. And Jesus was moved by her gift. He was moved by it. Obedience. Obedience is powerful. That's why Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10 said, bring all of the tithe. All of it. Everybody say all. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Don't use it to help your children. Don't use it to help your aunt. Don't use it to do this or that. That is not yours. It's mine, says the Lord. God said it. Look, I didn't write this book. If I were writing a Bible, I'd have wrote a much easier book and system, and it wouldn't have none of this stuff in it. But this is God's stuff. And he said, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. That's your church. That, you may, that I may have meat in the house. Look at these words. And prove me now with this. The word prove me means provoke me. Wow. I can provoke God. Challenge me is another word. Test me in this. Prove me. Provoke me. Test me. Bring me a tithe. And see if I will not pour you out, open up the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing. There shall not be room enough to receive it. He said, if you will, if you will honor me and bring me the tithe and the offering, that there is in the house of God that you attend a floodgate. Some translations say window of heaven, but the original, uh, if you read it, it, it actually means floodgate. It means a floodgate is like when there's so much coming and the gate is down and it just keeps piling up and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And God says, I have deposited in the house of God when you go to a church, and I'm telling you, I'm just going, I'm, this is going to sound crazy now, but I'm telling you, you're in a church that God has blessed. This is a phenomenon. This, I, I don't talk like this, but what God is doing at Free Chapel is absolutely supernatural. It is miraculous. It is, it, it is uh, it's crazy. And that doesn't include our television audience. And that doesn't include the languages and the nations that we're going into. This place is blessed. This building is paid for. This land is paid for. Come on, shout amen. And God says, I watch what you do with the tithe and the offering. And the blessing that is upon my house, it's held up like a dam behind the floodgate. And when you bring me the tithe and the offering, I command the floodgate in my house to flow from my house to your house. 
So, so you, you're the priest of your home. If you're the parent, the, the dad or the mom, you're the priest of your home. You are the government of that home. And you connect to the house of God. You become a partner with God when you bring the tithe and the offering. And, and it goes from priest to priest. I'm the spiritual pastor over this particular flock that God has trusted me with. And what we do with the resources, God will judge me for. And those of us who are in control of the resources. But when you connect your house to this house, we in return are connected to the high priest, Jesus. And he says, the windows of heaven are, are the floodgate of heaven is full of blessings. And now, because that's a giving church, I'm going to lift up the floodgate. It's going to hit that house. And it has. I said it has. And now the floodgate is down for your house, but you bring the tithe and offering to this house. And God says, whatever is in that house, just like what was on Moses came on the 70 elders, just like what is on this house, the anointing on this house, it now comes into your house. This is the blessing of the generous person. And I love what he said. We're floating in blessings. And he said, and all of these blessings will overtake you. One translation said, they will tackle you. That there will, when the floodgate comes open from heaven to the house of God, from the house of God to your house, the floodgate starts pouring and suddenly it's hitting your life and it's like a tidal wave and it's like being tackled by blessing and it overtakes you. And I don't know how to say this, but it's the truth. One of the core values and and, and, and principles that my wife and I have lived behind is we tithe. We did it when we had little to nothing. We do it now that God has blessed us greatly. I have been a giver to this house. I have been a supporter of this house. I'm one of the top givers of this house because I travel and I write books. And I'm just going to brag on Jesus for a moment. But I want to, I, I got to build your faith to understand. Do you understand what's behind the floodgate of this house? You understand those cameras right there? Multi-million dollar cameras are debt free. This, everything around you, there, there's blessings in this house that have hit my life. Well, you know, that's preacher stuff. No, it's not. I resent that. I found in the word of God that if we will do it, certain things, bring the tithe and the offering, God gives five I wills that I'm going to close with. God says, if I'm your father, show me honor. Proverbs 3 said, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. So that your barns will be filled with what? And your presses will burst out with new wine. The, one, the original translation says overflow. Overflow. Plenty. Listen to God's language. Plenty. Overflow. 
What are the benefits? I want to give you the five I wills of God. God's five promises to every tither and giver. Especially to a church like this. Do you understand there is a worldwide revival going on that this church is a major part of in your neighborhood and you act like it's just a church. There are people who are flying in on the weekends just to sit in these services. There are people who are driving three and four hours a Sunday. You think I'm, you think I'm joking, don't you? You think I'm exaggerating, don't you? It's in your neighborhood and you treat God casually as though it's no big deal, it's just the church. God moved me here for you. I wouldn't have chose Gainesville. Nothing against it. It's beautiful, but I would have never picked this place. I'd already had a contract on a piece of land in Florida. I was moving to Florida. Me and Sharice were going to have a horse farm in Florida. It was our dream. I don't know what we were going to do with a bunch of horses, but we wanted them. Ocala. I like that area. I don't know why. I used to preach down there and we got to looking and we went out and we talked about it and we, we were trying to figure out where we wanted to live. I was going to be an evangelist and based out of Florida and I, I, I love Florida. I've always liked Florida so I think I'll do Florida and the Holy Ghost said, no, you're going to Gainesville. What is that? <laughs> you know why God put this church here? For your house. You know why God put this house here? For your house. There's family blessing. I've got a blessed family. I've got a blessed marriage. I've got a blessed... And all of that can come on your house. It's come from Him. It's generational and it can come to your house. God wants to know you've always got Him on your mind. Now, let me give you quickly in closing the five I wills of God, the, his promise to the tither and the giver. Number one, I will open the floodgate or the windows of heaven. It's an open heaven. It's an open heaven. God's sudden strike capability. He can come out of nowhere because there's an open heaven. Just when the devil thinks he's got you trapped, there's an open heaven and God says, oh, no. Secondly, I will pour you out, notice the wording, a blessing that you will not have room enough to receive. I love the fact that it's a blessing, one. Everybody say one. God's got so much in one that he said, you can't handle all that I want to do. There's enough in one that you can't even handle. And there's, you can't, did you catch it? I'll pour you out a blessing and you won't have off that one blessing enough room to contain it. Anybody got shirts in your, in your closet you hadn't worn in years? Anybody got numerous pairs of shoes? Ladies, do not lie. Numerous pair, not just one. One pair would be enough, but you've got more than enough. Anybody got uh, uh, shelters out there with lawnmowers and all kinds of stuff? You can't even get it in your garage. You got to have, you got your garage full. Now you got another thing full and you act like, God don't never bless me. You got, you don't even have room enough to receive. You, how many cars you got now? How, how, do you drive them both at the same time? 
How blessed are we? How good has God been to us? How, 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 how excellent has he been to us? Come on, church. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. One blessing, one person, one talent. Connor was telling me about one girl. My daughter, Connor, she does some modeling and stuff, and she said there's a girl that she's just got pretty hands. She makes hundreds of, I don't know what the rest of her looks like, but her hands, her hands are beautiful. And she makes hundred, one, a blessing, nothing but pretty hands. And she just does this. And they pay her hundreds of thousands for hands. She'll they'll put a ring on it. She'll just, that feels like a $50,000 check. A blessing. Colonel Sanders was, was retired and living on Social Security. And God gave him, a, and he was a tither, by the way. But he was an old man living on Social Security, and God gave him one blessing, a recipe for chicken. A blessing. And he took the secret recipe for chicken and put it on the chicken. And even though he's dead, he's still selling chicken. And some of you can't wait to get out of here and go bless his dream with a whole bucket. Hallelujah. A blessing. I said, a blessing. The Canaanite woman understood it when she said, y'all can have the loaf. Just give me a crumb. If it came from his table, it's loaded. I don't need the whole loaf. If I've got a blessing from the table, you can't stop me. You can't run me out of business. I'm blessed. Number three, he said, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. I'll prevent the pest from devouring your crops. Anybody got any pest? I'll, I, your, your pest may be your own weaknesses. I'll hide your weaknesses until you figure it out. I'll let you get a job that you aren't qualified for and they don't know it. And I'll give you time to learn because I believe in you more than you believe in you. And I'll bless you and I'll rebuke the devourer. No, stop. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. The I wills of God. Number four, I will prevent the vine from prematurely delivering the fruit. In other words, I'll stop you from losing and selling too quick. I'll keep you from, from, from I'll keep what you commit to me. I'll teach you when to hold. I'll teach you when to release. I'll teach you timing. I'll teach you to hit it, to to buy low and sell high. I'll, I'll, I'll teach you to profit. You will not cast your vine, your fruit prematurely before peak. This is the promise of the Father. And lastly, he said, I will, I will, spare, I will spare them as a father spares the, a favorite son. He said that in Malachi 3. I will spare them as a father spares his favorite son. What does that mean? God is saying to you, I am going to flat out spoil you. I'm not just going to meet your needs, but I'm going to spoil you like a father 
spoils his favorite children. And I'm going to give you stuff that you don't deserve. And beyond that, the stuff that you do deserve, I'm going to wink at and cover you because you're my little darling. And I'll, I'll let it go this time. And I'm going to bless you with some things that you don't even deserve. I'll spare you like a father spares his favorite son. I'll flat out spoil you. Because I'm a good God. Ooh, I preached myself happy. I said he's a good God. I want you to lift up your hands toward heaven right where you're sitting and open up your mouth as loud as you can and praise God that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Do you want to partner with God? Would you like for the floodgate to lift? Would you like for God to shock you and astound you? Will you say, well, no, you don't understand. I'm a widow or I'm a, I'm a single mother or I'm, I'm this or I'm seniorly, I'm elderly. Please don't limit God. Please don't insult God who is your caretaker as though he cannot bless you where you are right now. But he says, and the, and the thing that touches me the most about Malachi 3 is he says, You've robbed me of the tithes and offerings. And you robbed me of the opportunity to prove myself to you. Oh, what I would have done for you. Oh, how the floodgate has held back so many things I would have done for you. The amazing thing about getting right with God is the, just like the thief on the cross. You know, under Old Covenant, they had to pay 20% interest, but under the New Covenant, we can get forgiveness instantly and blessing instantly. Because the thief on the cross, and he was a thief. <laughs> and God said, you've robbed me of time. But, but he was a thief. And he said, Lord, remember me. And instantly, Jesus said, this day, as a matter of fact, in about, about three minutes, you're going to die. And this day, you'll be with me in heaven. And everything you've ever done wrong, you've stolen, stolen, stolen. I cancel it out. And right now, you're going to heaven and getting all the stuff up there with me. Instantly. Instant. One act of obedience. It says, you're always on my mind. Think of what it does to Satan when you, when you honor God in obedience. It flashes that act of obedience to the demons and devils. And it says they're in covenant with God. It's humiliating because we lost it all with disobedience. I really want to say thank you for joining us this week. If you haven't already, make sure you click on the subscription button and leave us a review. It helps this podcast reach even more people when you comment, when you give us your feedback. For more messages and inspirational materials, download the Jensen Franklin app, or you can head over to jensenfranklin.org. I want to thank all of you who give generously to help us produce weekly content like this to reach the world with the message of Jesus. God bless you and we'll see you next time.